Hello, and welcome back to the Spice of Life. I'm Chloe. And I'm Ethan. This week's spice is love. This episode is titled Schrodinger's Lovebirds. We decided to title it that because of the philosophy of Schrodinger. Schrodinger had this philosophy that if you put a cat in a box, you don't know whether it's alive or dead because you cannot look in the box, assuming that you can't look into the box or hear that the cat is alive or dead. The cat that's in the box is simultaneously existing in the reality of being alive and the reality of being dead because you cannot determine which one it is. And as soon as you open the box, then the universe needs to decide whether the cat is alive or dead. There's only one way to find that out. Open the box. So, how does this apply to love? <laughs> Let's tell you. <laughs> There's a philosophy of soulmates. Basically, you go through life, and then eventually, bada bing bada boom, you find the one. That is a garbage philosophy, I think, because that's not how life works. You never know if someone you meet is the one and only, your only other one, unless you open the love box and find whether love is dead or love is alive. Dang. So, I guess, Ethan, you don't believe in soulmates. I do not believe in soulmates. Tell me why. Well, my philosophies about love come from my overall philosophies about life. I need to explain this because this is definitely going to come up later. My philosophy about life uh, is inspired by a comedian named Daniel Sloss. Daniel Sloss has this analogy that life is like a puzzle. But everyone threw away their box, and now you just have a whole bunch of puzzle pieces, and you have to figure out what you want your life to be. The four corners of the puzzle, friends, family, hobbies, and work. And then you work to the middle, and you find happiness. The happiness is the center of your puzzle piece. Now, everyone's happiness is different. A lot of society has placed happiness as love, and I think that's silly. But for me personally, I think that's my centerpiece. So here we are. Oof. Oof, indeed, because <laughs> love is rough. I don't believe in soulmates. I think it's a mix-and-match batch of soulmates. Like, for example, I can go through life and say, meet someone in high school. I could, theoretically, meet this person, get married, and be happy. But life sucks, and people are stupid. Everyone knows full well I'm going to mess this up. I miss my shot. If this person was my soulmate, I would have never known. Huh. That's interesting because some people think with the whole soulmate concept that if they're truly your soulmate, you can't miss. You can't screw it up. But you think of it more realistically. I think of it more realistically because I know you will screw it up. <laughs> We're all humans. We're all stupid. Yeah, that's true. I have a very nihilistic take on humanity, in case you could not tell. Eventually, you'll go down the line. Hopefully, if this is what you want to do, you will get married and you'll be happy. And hopefully, it's someone you can be happy with. Eventually, you're going to find out but to sum this all up into one nice, neat little package, I don't believe in soulmate. I believe that there's many people you could run into that can be your soulmate. But no one specific person is the one and only the only other one for you. 
I really like that philosophy. I believe something similar, and I don't like the concept of soulmate because it implies that singularity. It implies a really hit or miss thing, like you should spend your whole life searching for one single person that's just going to complete the rest of your life, which is garbage, actually, because your life is complete when you decide to make it complete, when you have your puzzle full of all of the things that you care about, and that may or may not include a significant other, but it shouldn't be contingent on someone else, because I don't like putting all of my eggs in someone else's basket. I don't want someone else to make the decision of my happiness for me. I do like the concept of kindred spirits, though. That's a good way to put it. Right, and I, that's kind of what you were getting at, Ethan. Mm. You run into so many people during your lifetime that are people you click with that make you happy or contribute to help you make yourself happy. And those people can fill any role in your life. They can be your family, they can be your friends, they can be an acquaintance that you just see every once in a while and you realize that they just light up your life. Or, I mean, you might be in a relationship with them, you might marry them. And the people who marry their kindred spirits are so, so lucky. But I think the point is that there's potential everywhere. So you can't limit yourself to look for one precise person, one thing that is just going to magically fix all of your problems. Because when it comes down to it, you are your own soulmate. Shit, that was good. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like another topic that kind of goes along with soulmates is the whole concept of love at first sight. Ethan, do you believe in love at first sight? I do not believe in love at first sight. Because you might see somebody and say, ah, on the outside, ideal person. Ooh, we have similar interests. We have similar hobbies. We have the same profession. Mm, romantic. But then I get to know them, and they're boring. So, I do not believe in love at first sight. Chloe, do you believe in love at first sight? I really, really want to, but I really, really do not. There is so much to know about every individual person, and you think you know every part of their life, but the reality is you're never going to know every part of someone's life. And it's really hard to love someone that you don't know. I really don't think I can fully be in love with someone when I don't have their full picture, or at least as close to the full picture as I can have, given that I'm not them. Love at first sight is just too strong of a word. I don't think it's love at first sight. Of course you can have attraction at first sight, you can have interest at first sight, you know, you can be like, that is a fine human being at mm. first sight, but I don't think that you can really call it love at first sight until you've developed a more intimate, like, sincere relationship with someone. I think this transitions very smoothly into something I believe about dating. Dating, I believe, should be more about finding out what you like in a future partner than trying to make this partner that you have now work. Whoa. I think, bruh. That's so good. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people find unhappiness in love is they're so focused on trying to make the person that they're dating right now the one and only, the only other one, when in reality, they should have learned a lesson from this relationship that they could have learned and moved on. That makes a lot of sense. I think people get stuck in this cycle of wanting their first relationship to be their last relationship because anyone can settle and a lot of people do. I oh, So many people yikes, do. Yikes, I don't mean to criticize people. But, but also don't settle. Don't settle, you deserve better. Yeah, that's a really important point. I like that. I think that's one of the big stressful things about love is the whole dating and how much should I be dating? Who should I date and how long should I date them for? And should I stay with someone for the experience even if it's not 
the right person that I want to be with. There's all these other things. What else do you think is like a stressful a stressful a thing? A stressful thing with love. With love. Wow, your scene is so much better than mine. Oh no. Well, for me personally, a whole lot of stress comes from other people making bad mistakes. I know I make mistakes. I just can't see them because I'm blind and ignorant fool. And so when I can be on the outside looking at someone else making bad mistakes and making themselves unhappy, I'm like, ah, stress, spice. I hope you realize that that's how I feel every time you talk about your love life, Ethan. <laughs> I am that stress. Chloe, no. Exposed. Yeah, I'm, I feel really exposed right now. <laughs> I get that. I think we don't like to see our friends struggling with all of these crazy decisions and things that you have to do every day to try to seem like you're a normal, complete human being. That's another mm -hmm. thing. The pressure to be with someone else to prove that you are worthy of love and normal and acceptable into everyday society. Like, we see it as so weird for people to be single for an extended amount of time. But in reality, more people should take time to learn how to be happy with themselves. More people, I think, should be intentionally single. Yes, that's yes. so important. So important. That's... Learn to love yourself first before you make someone else do it for you. Please, please. Oh my goodness, because you should never be in a situation, in a relationship, where you are trying to justify to your partner the fact that you like them. If you have to convince someone of their worth, then they are not worth you. That's a Yikes! Little, that's a little <laughs> aggressive, but also, I stand by what I said. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would phrase it like that, but... The vibe that you're giving, it's I get that. The general gist is what's important here. Don't mind the specific wording. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, A, you shouldn't put your partner in a situation where they feel like they're giving up their happiness to make you happy. And you should never stay in a situation where you're having to do that for your partner. Well, that is another thing that's stressful, because life happens. That's true. And, like, you never want to feel like you're a burden on someone else. That's something that really stops me from connecting with people because, oh, I hate being reliant on someone else or like trying to explain what I do on a day-to-day -day basis to someone else because when it comes down to it, it's not their business. I can live my life how I see fit, mm -hmm. but I also feel like I owe people an explanation, people who are important to me. That part of like making your life mesh with someone else's is so stressful. That's another thing though, compromise. How much compromise should you have? Okay, here's my philosophy. I think to some degree it's necessary because as much as I would like to say, you should love me for 100% of who I am. I know full well that I can be a little shit sometimes. <laughs> and that part of me should be loved because it's part of me. You should not love the fact that I'm a little shit. No, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, it should be loved not for its face value, not because anyone particularly loves when their partner is being a little shit, not because it's, like, the most, like, attractive element of someone, but because it is part of you and it's a package deal, you know? Mm -hmm. You gotta have my bad with my good. The problem, though, is when am I compromising too much, right? Say I don't like eating broccoli, but my partner loves eating broccoli. One of us might have to give up broccoli for eating dinner together a whole lot. Make sense? Why can't one of you just eat the broccoli? Chloe, <laughs> I will think of a better analogy. Okay. Okay. I can't think of a I one. liked it and I kind of like me being sassy, so I think okay. we should just keep it. Okay. But broccoli is a not very substantial thing, not very important, so compromising in, one, in this regard is acceptable, I would say. 
like no one's really losing that much it's not like a fundamental part of your belief system that you have to eat broccoli every single day but if it was like say it's like a religious dispute and there's like something that you do every single day because it's part of your core beliefs and your core values and your partner tries to come in here telling you that they personally don't partake in doing that thing every single day well you shouldn't have to not do the thing that is super integral to your life exactly simply because your partner doesn't share that perspective like we can have nice things we can do what we like separately and that's okay don't make me change who i am fundamentally for you a personal example for me is that i have a lot of female friends because i'm a very feminine person woo woo in case you couldn't tell by the singing so in many relationships it's become an integral piece to talk about that i want to spend time with my other female friends because they're my friends yeah friends are good right friends are good they're part of the puzzle of course uh, many people might see this as a problem because i need to clarify in this moment i am straight so i'm dating a woman in this case my partner might see that i'm hanging out with one of my good female friends a whole lot and be jealous that's understandable that's reasonable but at the same time, it's something that I need in my life, spending time with my other female friends, that I am not willing to give up on. And so if I meet someone who's like, hey, all of your female friends, you need to drop them for me. That Hell is not what's gonna no. Hell no, that's not what's gonna happen. I'm gonna drop you for them. Ho. <laughs> I just picture <laughs> some girl being like, Ethan, it is completely unacceptable to me that you record a podcast with another female at ungodly hours of the night talking about <laughs> <laughs> talking about love. love adios bitch bye can't have that <laughs> see you later but except not actually see no. you later no 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 that's a good point though good i like point. that thank you thank you yeesh honestly as we're talking about this i'm realizing that love is really like i try not to think about it because it's distracting and i'm a busy gal and i'm very career school life focused like i have big ambitions for myself and I work hard to get there and so I don't like to be distracted by petty things like love. love. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. But Fair as enough. we're talking this over I'm realizing that I like I'm kind of always thinking about these things. I'm thinking like Chloe are you ever gonna love someone? Can you love someone? Are you capable of giving love? Even more so are you lovable? Can someone truly love you? Or are you just a stinking pile of garbage that no one's ever going to love? And, man. Wow, that really that really spiced up my life. That was, that was stressful listening to that, you. Oh, no. That really sucks to be a thought that you're having. And I'm chilling. Like, I swear to you, I'm so fine. Like, I, I'm so fine. <laughs> I'm so fine. Mm. I'm chilling. Like, I do not have that thought very frequently. But sitting down and, like, recording this episode and talking about all the things that are stressful, that's really, like, resurfaced in my mind and yikes i do not want to carry that with me so i think in this next segment we're gonna try to unpack all of these things that we talked about we're gonna give you some tips and some methods for not carrying around an absurd amount of stress about love because it should be this awesome beautiful thing you should be going out living your life doing the things that you love finding people who also love those things and finding your kindred spirits so to speak and just having a grand old time. And I know that so many people are not. So let's talk about that. Let's start off with talking about the stress of not feeling adequate for love. Not to call you out, Chloe. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> but here is the thing. 
there is many people on this planet. People always throw around the number. 7.5 billion people or whatever we're at. It's closer to 8 billion. It's close to 8 billion. Almost 8 billion people. Obviously, you're not going to meet all 8 billion people, but that does not mean you meet a small number of people. You meet so many people. One of them is bound to appreciate who you are. Imagine if you could just tally up every single human being you've met in your lifetime and you just had like a running tally of that. That would be so crazy. When you die, do you get end credit results? <gasps> you should. That'd, oh, that'd be, be so, so cool. cool. Where were we? You were saying there's all these people and you're bound to meet the person that is right for you. Going back to the idea of kindred spirits. Maybe you run into someone and they're your kindred spirit and you're just having a bad day. You do not talk to them. Adios your opportunity. That sucks. You'll meet another one. You'll meet so many people in your life that you will be happy with spending time with one of them. One of them will love you for who you are. That's so hopeful. I love that. Another way to look at it that's kind of like up that alley is what I touched on before, but like you are complete without someone. I know that so many people feel better about themselves when they're in a relationship. They just like having someone who can give them attention and validate them and that's really cool. That's that's nice. But when it comes down to it, it should come from you. You should be the person who knows all about yourself. You know what you like best. You know your favorite kind of food and your favorite color and your favorite snack. So why are you waiting for someone to come along, learn all those things about you, and then um, have to go through all this trouble when this whole time you could have done that for yourself? You, you can take yourself to dinner. You can take yourself to dinner, you and you should! You should take yourself to dinner. It's self-care. It really is. Take yourself on a date or go on a best friend date. I know. I was feeling... Upsetty spaghetti. I was feeling not fantastic in a relationship, and my best friend was like, Listen, Chloe, we're gonna take an evening and get dressed up and look hella cute and take nice pictures so that you see how cute you are. And then we're going to go get ice cream and we're going to talk and it's going to be just a fun time, just the two of us, because we are kindred spirits. We get each other. You should take time out of your day to really, like, spoil yourself and remember that you are worthy of receiving care and validation and it doesn't have to come from someone else because you are the best person at giving it to yourself. Hell yes. Chloe, how are you feeling about your stressors after that whole thing? Pretty good. Obviously, I know the advice that I've just given because mm -hmm. it came out of my mouth. Obviously, you know. I know, but it's really hard to kind of remember these. We get really caught up in things. We really do. A lot of emphasis is put on love when it should be something to enhance your life, but it doesn't make your life. It's not your whole life. It shouldn't be your whole life. It shouldn't be your whole life. Bro, what are you doing? Love might be the centerpiece of my puzzle that makes me happy, but that doesn't mean I don't have other things that make me happy. Right, it's one piece of the puzzle, and how many pieces are in your puzzle? So many Like pieces. a million pieces, that's crazy. Luna takes your entire life to put this puzzle together. Any final thoughts? Going off of the stress to try to find the right person in the shortest amount of time, let's talk about how dating has only been around for about 100 years or so. And you know, cars have also only been around 100 years or so. Wow, there's a connection there, if you ask me. Whoa. Whoa. But cars are not perfected. We're still working on making cars, like, the best they can be. So do you think that dating is perfected? Absolutely not! There is no conceivable way 
you're laughing a whole lot for a very serious subject right now. I just didn't expect you to go, cars, they're not perfect, right? So why should dating be like... Tell me I'm wrong, though. You're, you're not wrong. I know. It's just not what I expected. I'm just quirky like that, I guess. <laughs> so dating is not perfected. No one knows what they're doing. An idea that's persisted throughout the entirety of dating is that your first relationship should be your last relationship. That is bullshit. And like so statistically unlikely. Oh my goodness gracious. Holy crap, the kinds of odds that you're working against to try to do that? Basically, the odds are against you. The odds are already against you, but if you're if you're thinking that you're gonna shoot your shot once and that's gonna be it, bruh, what, what are you thinking? I think dating, as much as it's weird to say, is kind of a skill. Your I first see relationship, that. you're garbage. There's no way you're gonna be a great significant other. Or your first like five or. Or your first or dozen whatever. maybe relationships. I don't know. You're garbage. There's no way you're gonna be good at a relationship to begin with. So don't try to be. That's a lie. Try to be. Don't expect to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that whole like your first relationship should be your last idea. It goes back to the double standard between men and women. For men to always be like sexually and like relationshiply experienced, but for women to always be pure innocent creatures that just have no idea what's going on ever, when the reality is that if people are dating each other, that's involving both genders. And so therefore, either both people don't have experience or both people are acquiring experience, and so the fact that society has this whole separate standard for people really screws with the whole dating thing and just makes it even harder because on top of that, there's different expectations depending on your gender. And we can get into so many things, but a point that I will bring up frequently if we get anywhere in the realm of sociological discussions is intersectionality. And that means that your identities cannot be separated from each other. Your identity as a woman or a man or a non-binary individual can't be extricated from your race, can't be extricated from your sexuality, from your social status, and from your ability or disability. So everyone goes about their life existing in different identities, and each of those identities influence how they are in a relationship and what the expectations are from their partner. So that's like a whole nother thing that you have to consider is like what your partner is expecting from you based on who you are and your identities and like that's just a whole nother thing. But this is supposed to be the helpful section so I'm just gonna say maybe we should all take a step back and understand that each of us is a human being and we're all doing the best we can in relationships and you shouldn't be expecting something different from people based on any factor really. Because like Ethan said, we are all just figuring it out. We are all rusty cars trying to do the best we can in this crazy, crazy world of love. Love. So, in conclusion, we don't know what we're doing. In fact, nobody does. We're all just stumbling through this shithole together. Yeah, so I guess you could say we don't know whether Schrodinger's lovebirds are alive or dead. And that's okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chloe and Ethan trying to spice up your love life right. Yeah! Yeah!